This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Send me Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to captives, and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here, and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. Glad to have you along. And so let's jump right in. One of the issues of today that really grieves me to the point of a sense of urgency is when I hear these numbers that 75% of youth are walking away from the church. And as we've visited churches here locally and even in other places, one thing I've noticed which is very concerning is with some churches, there's just not a lot in the way of um, young people there. There's a lot, there's way too much, I mean, there's a lot of gray hair, but there's not a lot of young hair, so to speak. And 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 why is that? What what's going on? So today I've invited a woman, a young woman, to come on and share her story and to have this conversation. So Sunny, welcome to the program. Hi Mike, thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being willing to do this. And so let's get started with having you basically share your story. Well, uh, my story is pretty long. <laughs> um, I thought about what I was going to say, but it, it's it's a continuous testimony. I, I've always believed that once you once you start on your walk with God, it's it's a never ending testimony. So I can't really say I have a full testimony, but I can tell you what I have so far. Um, what you said is very very true. I um, I am a PK. Uh, it's it's what you called pastor's kids, um, and I can tell you it's my perspective it's really rough nowadays to find a place where there's genuine connection between the church and the youth and growing up i ha- i was very fortunate to have parents that would in- instill this in me and always remind me about what the walk was always really about they always talked to me about my salvation being personal and how no matter what others did, it was always going to be up to me if I wanted to have that walk with God and if I wanted to invite Him into my life and in my in my daily routines and all of that stuff. And it's something that I feel like we don't talk about. And growing up there in the church, um, I made it a priority to try to make people feel welcome. And... I really didn't care what people would say about me. There's a lot of gossip that's involved when it comes to the youth in church. It's like we've created these cliques that you see in high school movies or like, you know, nowadays in in TV shows. And it's really sad to see that being transferred into the church and it becomes this game where it's more hurtful than it is helpful. You have a, a group of people that are going through a transition in life who are not only trying to understand who they are as a person, 
but who are trying to I, know who, what their identity is in God. And if we're lucky enough to have people uh, in a young age to come into a church to find that hope, the church really, all they're doing right now is just really pushing them away. It's been very judgmental. Like I said, it's been very, very fake. I've visited a few churches here in Vegas. Um, and I mean, I visited churches my entire life. And you can genuinely feel when someone is truly trying to have that connection with you, to be that person in your season that's going to push you towards your purpose in life versus people who only care about making more numbers in the church. Mm. Um, it's a sad thing to watch. I think the church lacks guidance. I think we've made time for everything but the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to guide us through these very, very intense times. I think we don't have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying nowadays. I think, again, it's been very fake, fake connections, and you hear that time and time and time again to the point where people don't even want to go to church. Like, you ask someone in within your peers, and you try to invite them, you know, to do something good because you know that God might have something for them, and they just don't want to because it is more fake in the church than it is outside of the church. And it's so sad to see that happening and the church going downhill. Um, I I truly pray and hope that within the times that we're living, the church wakes up. Um, And now we have a generation that's so spiritually awake and uh, has this yearning for the spiritual. And it's insane. Like, it's, it's this revival that I haven't seen in many, many, many years. And I remember being young in the church, and we would talk about God bring this revival, God let your rain fall over us, and this generation that was hungry and thirsty for God. And then all of a sudden, it kind of felt like it died down, and you had these like big worship groups that were super um, famous, and they kind of guided the way for, for that generation, and then all of a sudden, it kind of fell down, and it, it stayed quiet for a while. And so I feel like God is picking back up the pieces of where it kind of went downhill. And you have now this new generation that's, again, really thirsty for the spiritual. They're very spiritually awake, but they're also very shy. And and to share their experiences, like, and you see that, like, you see that in the natural world, like, you see them trying to thirst for the spiritual to where they get coarse to find that or to feel that hunger, to feel that thirst through... TV shows, through movies, like, there's no coincidence as to why every every movie nowadays has to do in some way, shape, or form with the spiritual realm. Mm. And it's because we're so awake to all of it that we know our spirits have a, a connection farther than just emotional, that we don't know how to feel it, but we also don't have people in the church that know how to help guide these people to the source. And it's very important. It kind of goes both ways. People don't want to go to church, but then we don't have people in the church who know who they are. They lack identity. They don't know their purpose. They don't know why they're there. And it's kind of like juggling balls in the church because we we have one person filling a thousand roles. And it's like everyone was called to do something specific. And it is our individual responsibility to have that intimate relationship with God that's going to help us identify who we are in Him, how our ministry will work the gifts and talents that God has already given us from birth and how we can incorporate that in the body of Christ. How can we 
use it to bring the church back together. I mean, the Bible talks about God coming back for for one bride. You know, God doesn't talk about bring, coming back for one arm or one leg. No, he talks about the entire, the wholeness of the church that comes into an agreement with one purpose. And I think that's, that's my take on the little bit of, of that. And, you know, your show is so inspiring. You talk about pornography in the church and the enemy has found such creative ways to vein himself within the church and within the ministers of the church. And, you know, the youth isn't dumb. They're very, 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 very awake, very, very aware um, when it comes to things like this. And it's so sad to see the church kind of losing itself in that, um, that being one of the biggest aspects. Pornography is, is, is a harsh one, and it goes deeper than just, you know, what, what we seem to talk about nowadays. Pornography is such a normal thing in society that we, we don't have, we lack the discernment when it comes to sexuality and when it comes to facing things like that as we grow up. And we don't talk about it in the church because we're so afraid to offend people and we don't want them to leave. But my mom has this very famous phrase that she tells us all, and she's always told me growing up, and it's, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to make sure you make it to heaven. Mm. And if that might mean that you might hate me for a while, I'm okay with that because there's a bigger purpose behind all of it. And once you start growing and you accept that relationship with God and you start with that path, you start receiving revelation, you start understanding why things have to happen or you start discerning why people come into your life, why some people don't stay, you start becoming okay with that because you realize that it's, it's the linear path towards one thing that is your salvation for you to make sure that you're okay, that you feel loved, that you know how to share love. And, and there's another, I, I, I don't remember where I read this, but it was like, in order for it to become love, you need to give love. Love is meant to be shared, not just to be received. And that's also a big thing, learning how to receive love. And the church lacks in many, 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 many areas. We need to come back to the original purpose of the church. That's always been the goal, and we've strayed so far. And I hope and pray that this generation finds itself and connects itself with each other so we can all push each other towards our purpose, whatever that might look like in your season. Come back to the source. It just takes a small amount of time and every day inviting God into your everyday life. It's going to be a tricky and bumpy road. Absolutely. It is not an easy one. And I think that's why they say, you know, taking the kingdom by force and by violence isn't for the weak hearted, but you're not weak hearted. You are not, you have God with you and things might get hard, but they're not impossible. <clears throat> and God is always in control. And that's my little take on, <laughs> on all of it. Sunny, how old are you? I'm 28. And you brought up pornography. So are youth being equipped in the areas in the areas of sex and pornography and masturbation and in those areas? Are you asking me if they are equipped? Yep. If they're being equipped at the church. No. No, I, I don't think they're being equipped in the church, but 
I remember when you came over, we talked a little bit about this, and I don't want to... It's a tricky situation. I don't want to blame the church for, for it all, because the church is one, right? We are the church of God. It's not the building. It's not the soil. No, it's us, the, the sons and daughters of God. We are the church. Um, that's why it, the salvation is personal, because it's our own responsibility to make sure that we make that happen for each other. But at the same time, the church is also the family. And a lot of that falls within the nucleus of a family. And if we're not talking about it in the home, we're not talking about it at church. And it could be, sometimes we talk about it at home, but we don't talk about it in the church. But sometimes we talk about it in the church, and we don't talk about it at home. So there's a there's a, an unbalance there, and it's hard to talk about in the church, and I get that, but you have to be brave and talk about it. You really have to look at the spiritual side of all of all of it. No, we're not being equipped, at least not to the extent that we need to. Back then, we talked about we talked about sex in a light way. You know, you see old movies where you know even a marriage in the movie they slept in separate beds because you couldn't really touch the subject of sex within marriage in a movie. And now it's like sex is everywhere. So we cannot keep taking it to where, oh, we have to have this light conversation. No, because that's not where we're at anymore. We're so exposed to everything nowadays that you either you're either straightforward or or you're not. It's like there's no in between. You really have to be brave enough to face these things head on. So no, we're not being equipped, at least not to the extent that we should be. And you talked about TV and other media. A lot of them have spiritual tones. And my daughter, Becca, who you've met, has told me that she sees a lot of occult ads and things in media. What do you see? Oh, absolutely. We're not hiding it. They're not hiding it anymore. It's like they're just so out there with the satanic and, you know, the occult. It's like it's become a trend and it's they're they're very try to be very clever if you're not aware of what's actually happening behind closed doors it's just another trend it's just oh it's just what's going on right now it'll pass when in reality it you, it's always been there it's just now it's more in the light in your face like it's very blunt so i absolutely agree with her we were at a Barnes & Noble a little while ago, and I heard a teenage girl arguing with her mom on a book she wanted to buy. She wanted to buy a book on casting spells and witchcraft, and mm-hmm. the daughter was saying, Mom, I want to learn how to talk to spirits. And the mom was saying, No, no, this is, this is not good for you. And so when I heard that, I was like, Oh, no, you don't. this is dangerous here. And yeah. So to me, yeah, they make it look so pretty. we've got to be talking about dark subjects from time to time like the occult because people are getting ensnared into them and at an at a young age yeah and it's they're getting it from all over the place like you can walk into a clothing store right now and they'll have like a little section of knickknacks and you'll have you know you got the candles you got the body sprays and and i'm talking from a female perspective when i go into female boutiques and stuff like that but you got those things and then all of a sudden you got the tarot cards And then you also got, you know, the stones and then you got like the book of spells and they make it look so nice and so pretty. And there's no like like there's no covering. It's literally what it is. And they paint this really beautiful world about 
you know, having all this power and having all this spirituality, but where does that really take you? And like I said, we have a generation that's so hungry for the spiritual that anything kind of goes. Like, you take it from where you can, and, and oh, if I can see, talk to spirits, like, it, it, we're just so attracted to it nowadays, but we're not, we're not guiding these souls and, 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 these, and these people towards the source, which is God. It, it, essentially, we should be heading that way. I mean, how can it be possible that you believe in the world of satanic rituals, where you believe in a world of witches and demons and goblins and spirits, and that just looks so intriguing, but then how you can't uh, avoid the fact that there is a God. Like, you can't have one without the other. There, There's just so much more that goes into it that like, it's very blunt and out there. There's no hiding it anymore. Mm. I had a woman who was an ex-witch on our program a little while ago, and she told me that when she goes and speaks to youth, she gets mobbed, and that a lot of them will confess to her that they were messing with things that they did not know were exposing them to demonic realms. So this is very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and then the trends that go on in social media, I mean, you've got very, very big platforms nowadays that trends are starting to happen and kids just do it because like i said it's a trend because it's what's going on it's what's happening it's what gets you the views it's what gets you the likes but i've i've stumbled upon a few videos where i've seen some witches who come out and straight out say oh i'm a witch and this is what i do and their whole page is dedicated to that or you have like live streams of people reading tarot cards or people talking about your future and the amount of people that just go on there because they're so hopeless and they and they want answers and they grasp onto whatever they can and it's it's really sad. It's really sad. It's out there and a trendy and a lot of the times I've seen a few witches talk about you guys don't know what you're doing. Like it's all strategic for us. Nothing is done just because. Everything is a strategy. Everything is has a purpose. And that is how the children of God should be moving. We shouldn't be doing things just because we want to clap our hands or we want to go praise Jesus every Sunday. No, everything has a purpose. And you need to know your purpose in order to move forward and have that strength and have that authority to fight against the enemy and his tactics. And it's like the spiritual realm is never sleeping. It's always awake. It's always constant. It's a constant battle back and forth all the time. And if they're being equipped, we should be equipped as well. That's what I think. And so the next question is, um, are a lot of youth being equipped for spiritual warfare? Are they learning how to take up their authority in Christ? What are you seeing? No. No, because, I mean, I'm not saying it's like that everywhere. I know there's a few places where you can just feel. And like I said, you have to take that responsibility on yourself to seek God, to seek the truth. And the gifts will appear and the fruits will come to you and you'll be able to be to discern the difference between one and the other. But at the same time, because we don't, the people that serve in the church don't do that. And therefore, they don't know how to guide everybody else. How are you going to guide someone when you yourself don't know who you are, don't know your purpose, don't know what kind of gifts you move, don't know the fruits of the Spirit that you have? You don't know your ministry. You don't know how the Holy Spirit moves within you or around you, what kind of atmosphere you are able to create, the authority you have, the power you have 
how God talks to you through dreams, through signs. And it's like, we're not equipped in the church to do that to others. Therefore, we don't equip others the right way. Mm. And so it's like a constant cycle, if you will. Are you okay talking about your employer for a minute? Oh, yeah. So you and two other women are, are working at KKVV, a radio station right smack in the middle of um, Sodom, basically, that is surra- mm-hmm. surrounded by stripper bars and um, basically the whole sexual arena there in Las Vegas. So what do you see coming your way with spiritual warfare in your vocation? Oh, you know what? It, it's hard. It is hard because... You get it from everywhere. Like you said, we're right smack in the middle of what we call, what they call here in Vegas, Stripper Central. Um, we're right in the middle. And when I started working here, I was like, wow, that is such a strategic place for a station whose radio waves reach the entire city about the gospel. Like, it's funny, but we have to understand why. You have to understand why you're here. And if you don't understand that, it's going to be really, really hard. The attacks that come are harsh, the people that used to be here, you know, everybody deals with things on a daily basis. Everybody has their own battles. And you come into a place where the Word of God is constantly playing 24-7. So, of course, there's going to be manifestations around here. Things that don't like, you know, the changes. When I when I came here, you can feel the oppression that was just in the, in the entire building. It was, it was harsh. It was heavy. Like, it was literally hard to breathe sometimes and you get dizzy and and it's just kind of off it it was off and when as time went on i would pray and i would say god why did you bring me here there's a purpose to why you brought me here the way everything happened as to how i got here was very very strategic and very like god like you there's just no other way of explaining other than it being god the one who brought me here so while i was here i was like what do you want me to do And he said, I want you to clean. I want you to worship. And I said, okay. So I started cleaning out, and we got Alyssa on board. And she had already started doing some cleaning before I got here. But I can only imagine how bad it was before I got here. And Sharon, uh, who also works here at the station, we all got in agreement. We started cleaning out, dusting out the place. And we did all these prophetic acts. You know, we would pray while we clean. We play worship music while we clean. And in between all of that, you have people coming and doing their shows, and it's been it's been a change, but it has all been worth it. And as we're doing it, I remember God speaking to me one time. We would put our own money back into the station to make it better. And I remember just sitting down one day and thinking, God, like, why am I doing all of this? Like, I I already don't, you know, have enough to put back into the station why why is this happening and i just remember god silencing me at the moment and said you don't do this for yourself you're doing this for my kingdom and if you're doing it for my kingdom i am your provider and i will find the way for you to be blessed and i said okay and i just felt like god slapped me in the face at that moment i was like yeah i'm not i'm not questioning anything anymore and we continued on with the renovation and i can tell you my the people that have been coming here for some decades to do their show, they've come and complimented and just, you know, they say it just feels so much better. It feels so peaceful. It just feels alive. And you brought, and God has brought this like 
fire in them to want to continue to support the station. And God has found a way to continue to support the station. We're so thankful and we're so grateful to see the battles are worth it, you know, but it's been hard because you have to always ground yourself and remember why you do what you're doing. And in the end, it's all for the bettering of the kingdom and expanding his kingdom in recreational ways that you normally don't think to do. Amen, and I love it. And, Sunny, we got 45 seconds left. So anything— Oh, I cut it so close. I'm sorry. It's okay. Anything you want to say? I want to say, have a moment. Your gut will tell you something's wrong, something's right. God will talk to you. You have to listen. Take that moment. Die to yourself. And by that, I mean sacrifice things that will lead you the wrong way. Um, love everyone. Love yourself most of all. And Support your church, pray for your pastors, pray for the leaders, and pray for your family, and be that change within your new family, family nucleus before anything. All right. I love it. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Mike. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.